Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, March 9th. I want to draw your attention to a new podcast that you can listen to, Heartbeat for Israel. The show is hosted by Sharon Sanders, co-founder and director of Christian Friends of Israel. She has lived in Israel for the past 30 years, building authentic and loving relationships with our Jewish brothers and sisters. Now you can listen to her teachings on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or SoundCloud. Just go to one of these podcast platforms and search for Heartbeat for Israel, and you will find the program there. She brings a unique and much-needed perspective to the table. Here are the titles of some of her teachings. What is the missing link in our faith? Buried in the Sands of Time, the Jewishness of Jesus. Jerusalem, the throne of the Lord. The red-letter words of Jesus, a paradox the halt of history. We are partners and friends with this ministry. Please tune in each week and listen to Heartbeat for Israel. And soon, you will sense a spiritual heartbeat for Israel. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Kitisa, and it means... When you elevate. Exodus 34, 1-9 Then the Lord told Moses, Chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones. I will write on them the same words that were on the tablets you smashed. Be ready in the morning to climb up Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on the top of the mountain. No one else may come with you. In fact, no one is to appear anywhere on the mountain. Do not even let the flocks or herds graze near the mountain. So Moses chiseled out two tablets of stone like the first ones. Early in the morning he climbed Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and he carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him, and he called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. But I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. Moses immediately threw himself to the ground. 
and worshipped. And he said, O Yahweh, if it is true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possession. Mark 14, 22-52 As they were eating, Yeshua took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. On the way, Yeshua told them, All of you will desert me. For the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, Even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Yeshua replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times that you even knew me. No, Peter declared emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you and all the others vowed the same. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and Yeshua said, Sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that, if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray, so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Yeshua left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, Go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But no. The time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And immediately, even as Yeshua said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Yeshua. Rabbi, he claimed, and gave him the kiss. Then the others grabbed Yeshua and arrested him. 
But one of the men with Yeshua pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Yeshua asked them, Am I some dangerous revolutionary, that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me. Then all his disciples deserted him and ran away. One young man following behind was clothed only in a long linen shirt. When the mob tried to grab him, he slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked. Psalm 52, 1-9 to Why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior? Don't you realize God's justice continues forever? All day long you plot destruction. Your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at telling lies. You love evil more than good, and lies more than truth. You love to destroy others with your words, you liar. But God will strike you down once and for all. He will pull you from your home and uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see it and be amazed. They will laugh and say, look what happens to mighty warriors who do not trust in God. They trust their wealth instead and grow more and more bold in their wickedness. But I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. I will praise you forever, O God, for what you have done. I will trust in your good name in the presence of your faithful people. Proverbs 11, 1-3 The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but He delights in accurate weights. Pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Honesty guides good people. Dishonesty destroys treacherous people. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 34. And in this section that we read today, we see the conversation that goes on between the Lord and Moses. And the Lord, Yehovah, tells Moses to chisel out two stone tablets like the first ones and that he's going to write on them the same words that were smashed, that were on the other stone tablets that had been smashed by Moses. And so then he gives further instruction to Moses and tells him, Come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me. No one else may come with you. So Moses did as the Lord told him. He chiseled out the two tablets of stone, like the first ones. And then the Lord comes down to him in a cloud and stands there with him. And he called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses, and we learn from what is spoken here much about the nature and the character of God. In Exodus 34, verse 6, the Lord proclaims about himself, Yahovah, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. So when we struggle at times and we think we're alone, we think that God is mad at us, we think that he has deserted us, 
We think that he's a harsh taskmaster. These are all distortions and errors and false views of who God is. He tells us himself. He is compassionate and merciful. He is slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. That is the God who we serve. He goes on to say in Exodus 34, verse 7, I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. So he is a God who forgives iniquity, rebellion, and sin. And he has unfailing love down a thousand generations. However, he goes on to say, But I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation. So let me unpack that for you a little bit. This is speaking about generational sins that go down a family bloodline. For example, it can be a sin of addiction. It can be addiction to alcohol, addiction to drugs, addiction to nicotine. And often, whenever you see a certain kind of a pattern of sin in a family line, if you consider your parents, your grandparents, yourself, and your children, if you see a pattern that is repeating, whether it is um, domestic violence, abuse, divorce, addiction, uh, uncontrolled anger, whatever it might be, if it's running down the, up and down the generational line, it's because there's a generational sin going on, and often it involves a demonic stronghold that needs to be broken. It can be broken, but it takes work and it takes a lot of prayer and sometimes fasting. So there are some prayers that a person can pray to break these generational sin sins that can be in a family bloodline. Um, it's a powerful prayer. I'll share it with you. And then you have to walk it out and live it out. So let's just take the sin of addiction as an example. It could be addiction to alcohol or drugs or nicotine or whatever kind of addiction it might be. And so this is the kind of prayer you, you want to pray when you're dealing with generational sin. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Yeshua, I repent, renounce, and reject the spirit of alcoholism, or fill in the blank with whatever sin pattern it is. In this case, the spirit of alcoholism, I repent, renounce, and reject the addiction spirit. And I close the door to this demonic stronghold. I close the door and I seal it in the blood of Yeshua. I cancel this permission slip. Hasatan, you may no longer torment or attack me and my generations in this area. The door is closed and now sealed in the blood of Yeshua. And now, Holy Spirit, please come. Heal my heart 
and reveal your truth to me. Then pause and be quiet and listen. Wait upon the Lord, and he will speak to you. He may bring a scripture to your mind. He may whisper something personal to you. He may uh, give you a vision. He will communicate with you. And sometimes these are strongholds that are that are lies that need to be torn down, strongholds in the mind, believing a lie and embracing and coming into agreement with the lie instead of the truth. So this is a powerful prayer, and you can use it for different kinds of generational sins that have been running in a family bloodline. The sin pattern could be low self-esteem, self-hatred, victim spirit, anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, poverty spirit. There's many things that we need to repent of to be cleaned up on the inside. And especially if you're seeing the sin in your own life, and then you're seeing it in the lives of your children or even manifesting down the generations into the grandchildren. This is a powerful prayer to pray to begin to break down that stronghold so that it no longer, the enemy no longer has a permission slip to be able to torment, afflict, and oppress your family. And when we come into right relationship with the Father and repent of our sin, he promises in Exodus 34, verse 7, I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin. He forgives, but the prerequisite is that we must repent. I'm going to leave you with that thought, and I pray that you have a very blessed day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.